You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Happy Monday, or happy Wednesday, everybody. My name is Jonathan with Cinco Squad. With me is Mike DeSanto, and this is an unusual one that we're doing here. Um, Mike, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes. Can you hear me? Perfect, perfect. Hold on one second. Let me fix my headphones. All right. For some reason, my headphones are not working. But yes, everyone, we're coming in at, at you from our Wednesday special because, you know what? It's a special episode because of championship week. Mm-hmm. We figured... We got a lot to talk about, so let's let's talk, Mike. Been a great great week, week so far, so uh, full of sports. And this is pretty primarily why I haven't done a thirty second videos because I can't talk worth shit right now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been nuts so far. There's been some uh, some big games, some some games that uh, we expected to be close that really weren't, and then some games that we thought would be blowouts that are really close. So been it's been wild. It's been as uh, some would call madness in March before March Madness. Can't hear you, bud. Yep, John. John going through some technical difficulties at the moment. But, oh, and there he goes. Well, here I am. Uh, yeah, no, so we've been watching. Uh, I know John and I have been, been talking. We've been watching a lot of college basketball. Guys have been watching a lot of college basketball. Some big things happening. My While I'm, while I'm alone, my North Carolina Tar Heels currently in the process of finishing off the Boston College Eagles. Um, I really thought Boston College was going to be a tough out for uh, – for the heels, but uh, you know, I, I I was telling John earlier today that the biggest thing, and there he is. Look at that, it's John. <laughs> um, my phone, my computer apparently is not ready for this week's episode because I surprised everything. Nothing's working. Everything's just shut down on me. So, oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. What's the what the fuck's going on? Oh, my headphones died. That's why. Ah, why I'm not ready for the show this week, Mike. So <laughs> I got to come at you from my telephone today so hopefully that's okay. right but yeah we just decided to come in um do this episode today and uh mm-hmm. kind of uh you know just kind of come you know live during championship week it's been a great week at college basketball so far um you know obviously we love it um you know we're gonna talk a lot tomorrow so make sure you guys all tune in tomorrow yeah definitely it's gonna be a good show tomorrow 8 45 we got mike and uh mike and J- uh jamie on or pat and jamie back on <laughs> As you can tell, I'm not even prepared. I'm always on. <laughs> um, no, yeah. What's, uh, what's been your most interesting game so far this week? Well, actually, while you were gone, while I was alone, I took the opportunity to be able to talk about my North Carolina Tar Heels finishing off Boston College at the moment. Um, it was talking about how, like, I had talked, we, you and I had talked earlier today, and I had kept telling you, I was like, it, it's all going to depend on which version of UNC shows up. Yeah. which this looks like the, the one more similar oh, to the tournament look, team from last year. They look good. <laughs> really. I, I'm enjoying the fact that they're finally like consistently shooting the three outside. Yeah. What did I tell you, though? 
I told you Armando Baycott. Yeah. I told you about the ankle and it happened. Oh, it did? <laughs> oh, yeah. He rolled his ankle. He, he was out. The... You jinxed him. I know. He was out for, yeah. like Five on air that Mike jinxed. Yeah. Armando. Well, he's fine. He's fine, apparently. So, yeah, no, he, ro- he rolled his ankle, I think, with like eight minutes left in the first half, and he missed the rest of the first half. And um, then they played him for a little bit in the second half. He was good coming out of halftime. But once they pulled out by uh, more than 20, they just took him out as a precaution, which we expected. But, yeah, no, he legit – he went up and tried to grab a rebound, right, and rolled his ankle landing. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah. but besides that, um, I think the biggest, the biggest like shock that I've seen, honestly, it might actually be, you know, throwing it back to our college days a little bit. It might have actually been how bad UMass got beat. Oh, yeah. They got that. That was crazy. Yeah. Shit pushes seventy one to thirty eight by Richmond, and UMass wasn't a bad team this year. UMass was not a really team. No. Um, you know they were pretty on, on par with St Bonaventure. I mean St Bonaventure didn't have really a good team, but you know they were okay. Um, you know one thing I gotta say though is, and I, what I was trying to say in my my whole like uh, you know thirty second video that couldn't fit into thirty second video. Mm-hmm. Thank you, for uh, TikTok, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> is you know, it's going to be very difficult. I think this week is going to be very difficult um, for the selection committee to put teams in or take teams out. I mean, obviously, you're going to have the auto bids, right? You know, they're going to solidify their fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's set in stone yet. Who's who's in? Who's not? I mean, UNC looks like a tournament team right now. So as a committee, you're looking at them like shit. All right. Do we give them a chance? Do we give them an opportunity? Because they look how good they're doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, one of the things, you know, I've been noticing is just like a lot of great basketball. Like, and, you know, obviously, like, maybe not great basketball, right? So, like, you know, obviously when you get to the tournament time, you start seeing, like, dip, dipshits uh, take a fadeaway shot that shouldn't be. Gee, no, um, yeah, I wonder who that was. You know, <laughs> I, like, honestly, when it comes down to – you know, these games, like I'm watching, like, look at Nova rolling over uh, Georgetown, you know, in, in 41-20 right now. You know, like LaSalle and Duquesne are, t- you know, up one. Uh, LaSalle's up one on Duquesne right now. So, right. you know, it's a, it's a great uh, college basketball uh, championship week this week because just of all the close games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we, we've talked about it a few times on the show before about how much you know, parity from the beginning, from the beginning of non-conference all the way up through conference play, the parity in college basketball this year, how everybody uh-huh. at least at some point looked like a tournament team. And um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really interesting. And I was thinking, I've been thinking to myself going into this past week, you know, as seedings for all of these conference tournaments kind of solidified, uh-huh. I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you look up and down these conferences and there's not a, too many teams in each conference I could point to and go, well, they're definitely not winning the tournament. Yeah. I mean, especially with the ACC, ACC has been really locked in tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a comment here. Our buddy Shane saying, what's up boys. Shane. Good to see you, bud. He asks us who we, who, who we got for the 
early national champ this year for March Madness? Um, dang, Shane, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I'm, <laughs> like, you know, Kansas is the reigning national title. Um, I'm like, they got to get in first. I understand that, but <laughs> I got to show some pride. I mean, honestly, I, I, the way – I mean, Gonzaga looked good, right? Like, I mean, he says, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. I, I can't good. disagree with that, honestly, because Gonzaga mold over St. Mary's last night. I don't – I'm going to have to go Kansas for the time being just now, but – I don't know. That's a good. That's a good. That's a really good question. I mean, I don't. I really don't know at this. Point. Yeah. I will. My only concern with the Zags is they look great against St. Mary's. Don't get me wrong. It's just, and it's really a question for any of like the top teams in in these conferences. There is a lot, and we've talked behind the scenes about it. There is a lot of Big Twelve teams that are going to give people problems this year, like starting with Kansas and Baylor. Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's it's gonna come down to a few teams here in the Big Twelve. Um, when you look at it, I'm I'm just thinking like off the top, Iowa State, Kansas State, you know, all the teams, but all those teams got upset last week. Right. They are Kansas State, Kansas, and Baylor all upset last week. Right. By a lesser team. So it's like how do I how do I how can I pick someone? You know what I mean? So um, Yeah. I don't think it's see that's the thing, and I think those kinds of those upsets may help those teams in the sense of like, all right, guys, you just got shocked. Yeah. We're never letting it happen again, are we? Yeah. I mean, so they're going to be dangerous. I mean, there's so many dangerous teams. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a real interesting battle when you come down to it. Right. So when we, we look at the totality of the, you know, um, the, Resumes. Um, yeah. When you look at the resumes for each team, you know you see like teams that are saying like, "Oh, okay, you know, it's it's, you know, this guy." You know what I hate about college basketball right now is this quad shit. You got this quad one. You got this. Quad oh one. yeah, I don't get. I've never. I don't. I never understood it. And like no. when I look at the quad, and they're like, "Oh, North Carolina doesn't have enough quad one wins," or they were criticizing Bama earlier because the. The quad one runs. Uh, the quad one games they played. They don't have enough wins to be a number one seed. But it's like, how did they not be a one seed? Because they're three losses. Now I'm not second off for Bama because we already know of that situation. But um, right. I mean, this is a time that you know, time of the year I love. I mean, I wish I could take this whole like week off just because I sit here and watch <laughs> multiple games. Next week, you know how I do. And, like I got. Oh yeah. Rolling. I got four of them going. I got all four games rolling at one point. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, tournament. But, um, you know, I just want to shout out one one thing in particular. Jim Beheim, yep. my faithful Syracuse Orange, I figured. Uh, took a loss today to Wake Forest on a game-winning, uh, game-winning bucket. Um, and it was heartbreaking, man, because we fought back from 12, and then all of a sudden, Boom! You know we're <laughs> we lose the game, and then uh, after the game, Jim Beheim decides after forty-seven long years he's going to retire from basketball. And you know, here's one thing I wanted to say is, and it's been on my mind for the last like few hours is like, even though it's been a really rocky over the last like three or four years for Syracuse basketball, I think people that forget that Syracuse basketball was a powerhouse of a school. In a powerhouse of a 
just a uh, uh, anytime you had Syracuse on your schedule, you knew hmm. like okay, you're gonna get a game. Right. You know, and like I feel like some at some point what on another we lost that going to the ACC. Um, I always said this when I was growing up. Big East was all like, you know, just the, you know, the mean green, the like the mean looking people, like and they're just like, yeah. uh, they're like not they don't want to mess with them, right? Like, right. You know, but then you look at like the ACC, it's like, oh, the prim and the prime, like oh, mm-hmm. you got Duke and North Carolina, and mm-hmm. all like blue bloods. But but like, yeah, okay, so like, I, like the ACC was always like upper class, and then like. The Big East was like middle class, blue collar, you know, dudes just balling out, like men just balling. Like Peasants. I missed that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you always held up a lot. Peasants. I was just like, oh, okay. So, but um, to my point on the whole thing is that I think you know Jim Beheim meant a lot to Syracuse, uh, being a town of what three, four hundred thousand people mm-hmm. um, to put thirty-five thousand people in the dome. You know, it's very hard to do in Syracuse, New York. You made a good point. It's very hard to do. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think this is going to be a good thing for the program. I think Adrian Autry has been with the program for over 30 years, either assistant coach, associate head coach, player. Um, he knows the, the culture. He knows what it takes to be a Syracuse Orange. And, you know, I think he's going to do an amazing job, but – you know, definitely don't want to, uh, you know, go go away without saying, you know, you know, thank you to Coach Bayheim for, you know, all the great memories, all the great, you know, games that we, we got to see at the Carrier Dome. And, you know, definitely enjoy retirement for sure. Uh, play a lot of golf and, uh, you know, definitely uh, going to be missed on the sidelines, but it was definitely time. Yeah, no. And so from from and I and I, I figured you'd want to say something about that. And I I appreciate because i think you know that de- i know that definitely comes from the heart from you as yeah. like a long time someone that grew up in syracuse long time syracuse orange fan he is syracuse basketball like when you think syracuse basketball it's yeah. jim Beheim. Yeah. um so from an outside perspective i will say yeah complete respect complete respect as as much as i it's kind of a love to hate him type of thing yeah because of like like all right not only am I a North Carolina fan, so all right, Syracuse is in in our conference now. When we were kids, right? When you guys made the move, all right, Syracuse is in the conference now. I can't like you because I got we got to try to beat you, you know, twice a year at least in conference play. Um, the other thing is just like having grown up, you know, in so- southern upstate New York it's still like Syracuse is a big thing. Like it's the biggest basketball program in the region. So yeah. you hear, you hear about Bayheim, whether you're a Syracuse fan or not, you hear about Bayheim all the time. So it's kind of a, a love to hate him relationship, but at the same time, absolute respect. Yeah. He's one of the greatest total basketball coaches ever. And for sure, one of the best college basketball coaches ever. Yeah. And I can't, no one, and it's a shame. I'll say this from an outside perspective. It's a shame he only got one national championship because he deserved more. Like a lot of the ones they coached against, like we went to eight final fours. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's fifth all time. You know, he's fifth all time again to take his team to the final four. And, uh, you know, we, um, 
before I say what I say, Anthony says, what's up? What's up, Anthony? Up. Where are the others? Anthony, this is just a, a spontaneous show. Mike and I just decided to put on. We were t- watching college basketball. I said, you know, let's talk. Um, let's talk. Let's talk some college basketball before we get on the show tomorrow. And so what am I sipping on? Nothing tonight. We'll, we'll Nothing tell you. Tonight. That's tomorrow. Um, Shane, definitely. The best basketball game I've ever watched was QCUCon, six overtime. Remember? I stayed up for the whole game as well, Shane. I, I sat there. I remember that game clear as day. I remember I was, like, so mad because I had a 6 a.m. skate for hockey that next morning. I'm sitting there watching. <laughs> I'm like, damn, just end up ready. Like, and then, like, but people don't realize, though, Devo hit a shot at the end of – Eric Devendorf hit a shot at the end of the game that went in, and he literally – it was literally on his fingertips – as it as it hit zero, and I'm like, oh my god, literally, <laughs> literally a, a, a tenth of a second more, and we would have won the game because he hit the shot. And that's when he that's when you see the highlight of him jumping on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And everything. so, um, Shane, I definitely remember that as well. That was a that was a great time. Uh, that was that was the Big East days, man. You had that like honestly, I didn't even care about the NCAA tournament that much. Um, you said this earlier. And this is this is gonna sound dumb, right? So like when it was the NCAA tournament, yeah, of course I wanted to win a national championship. That's right. cool. Um, you know, and, and that you know, that's that's all great. But like I look forward to the Big East tournament because you knew you got some really good games. It didn't matter who you who you're playing, it could have been DePaul or it could have been anybody. Right. You knew you were gonna get a dog fight. You knew the Georgetown, UConn, uh, you know, uh, Villanova, you know, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Louisville. West Virginia, they're going to bring it every night. Right. Those are some good coaches right there. Think about that. Like, you got uh, John Thompson. You got Jay Wright. You have – and this is the, the second generation of Big East coaches. This is Jay Wright. Right. You got uh, uh, the guy from uh, – that play, coaches TCU now. I forget his name. <sighs> yeah. Uh, um, Pat, Pat would know for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then you had uh, West Virginia, Bob Huggins. You know, he just had a, a plethora of Hall of Fame coaches there. Yeah. And it, this it, it, it was just great, you know. It for me, it's bittersweet. It is bittersweet, um, and I don't want to make this too much about Syracuse because there's a lot of great basketball out there. But right. I just let people know that, like, it does. It's a bittersweet moment. Like Pat and I were talking about, it is a bittersweet moment. Like, I've never thought I wanted the day to come, but I also am like, okay, it's time. You know, right. like, you can see it on his face, right? You can see it on him, um, you know, and that's just something that I just am so thankful for to, because I, it was something that brought my grandmother and I together close. So we had that ties. I used to go over every day to watch that. So um, ultimately, you know, like I said, congratulations to Jim Beham on an amazing career. Yeah. Um, okay. It's probably very difficult to walk away, but, you know, enjoy your, um, enjoy your, your retirement. And, you know, let's continue to this basketball talk. Let's see. Uh, Anthony, appreciate you. you yeah, don't I'm don't worry, I'll, I'll get to him eventually. Uh, Shane says, Cute Duke and Minnesota were my favorite teams to watch from 2000 2010. Loves Akeem Ward, Melo Jerry McNamara, Rounds, Devendor, Scoop, Flynn. Man, you're bringing back memories, Shane. <laughs> I'm trying not to get emotional. <laughs> it's fun to watch those years, those are great. Those are some cool dudes like to talk to too. Um, I remember Jerry McNamara. I had a story where I I interned at a, a TK99 down in Syracuse and the radio show, and 
he was there every Thursday doing a show with them. And I remember talking with him sometimes, and it was really cool because he didn't treat anybody like, you know, he's famed in Syracuse. Right. You know, so him in Syracuse is like, okay, so let's talk. Let's, and he just treated you like a normal person. It was just That's awesome. I'm 16 years old, like. Right. That's hey, just, just I, Jerry McNamara. You sent us the Big East title. Um, Hi, Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah. J.J. Reddick was unbelievable to watch at Duke, even though everyone hated him. Yeah. See, but the thing is, is like I hate, I hated J.J. Reddick because he was good. <laughs> and Reddick. he always used to hit big shots. That's why I hated it. Like, like you know how I feel about Grayson Allen. It was crazy, too, because right after J.J. Reddick came, um, right after J.J. Reddick came, um, uh, 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 Greg Paulus out uh, of Syracuse, of course. Right. And right. then uh, John Shire was the new uh, who's head coach right now, so um, it was just like, God damn, they just keep and then it, just, it, it but like, dude kept doing that. Like, in my head, I was like, and they just keep getting the guys, and it's just like, right, damn, like, okay, they got another guy, okay, well, they got another shooter, and it's like, damn, but um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. That's my and James, uh, uh Shane says, favorite college basketball player ever for both of them. Ooh, that's a tough one. Tough one. Yeah. Um, man, you know, so obviously it's going to be a Tar Heel for me. Oh, yeah. But it's like, which one? Like, I, there's always going to be a soft spot in my heart for Psycho T. Like, Hansborough is the man. Um, that's the worst answer you could have made. Why? I don't know. I'm just not switching. Um, <laughs> I hated Tyler Hansbro. That's why. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that did. I hated Tyler Hansbro so much. I'm a root for Duke. Like, that's how bad I do. Uh, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's kind of a, yeah. Not a, not a personable guy, supposedly, Tyler Hansbro. Um, man, that's, that is tough. You know what? Oddly enough, and 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 John is—I think John, being that we were going to school at the time—is going to kind of understand this one. I would almost have to say Marcus Page. I can see that. I would almost have to say Marcus Page. Marcus Page. I mean, he hit that. He hits that shot. Oh no! Ever it's it's the best shot no one will ever remember. And it's like people don't remember that. Like I remember talking to someone. I was like, "A great shot, Marcus Page." He's like, "What shot?" I'm like. No one remembers that. They only remember uh, the one shot that Nova had, um, and that was just that, that was just crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, um, my favorite player is probably between a few people, right? G Mac, one of them, right? Uh, Raheem Christmas is another, and then you know, the third one is just kind of a toss up, right? Like, you know, it's it's tough. You know, it, I would go probably. Arinze Anawaku um, is one of my top three, I would say. But if you want to tell me I narrowed down to one, it's going to be Jeremy Mack. Jeremy McNamara. Okay. Uh, he just he just electrified, you know, mm. you know the three-point shot, in my opinion. You know, right. he electrified that. Like, that was just – no, I'm not saying he's not anything like Steph Curry or anything like that. I'm not giving that much credit. But I'm saying, like, the, the stuff – like, it was automatic. Like, right. you know – and that's one thing I think about, like, with, like, you know, these younger players, they're just shooting so much. But his shots were so precise, and they just – you knew that it, it was a 95 percenter, or if he missed, it's like, okay, we'll take it. 
Where now, like, I feel like everyone's shooting. Everyone wants to take a shot. Everyone wants to do everything. It's like back then it felt like college basketball was at a place where, like, ball moved around. You know, you got a lot of good it, – it, it was just a different – it was just a different time in basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be different now. I mean, Steph Curry did change the game for uh, three-point shots. But right. uh, let's see. Um, well, well, I think w- one thing that people forget about question. Jerry Jerry McNamara is that he was an exception – was not is exceptionally strong with his basketball IQ. Very smart player. The passes he would make his senior year were unreal. Yeah, he made unreal passes. His, his, um, I can't remember this one pass, but I think it was a pass to CJ Fair. I, th- I want to see CJ Fair. There's a name. No, I don't. <laughs> Fair was on. Yeah, I will forget who the guy was, but I remember clear. I remember the, just seeing him just cross half court, and he's looking this way. Mm-hmm. Dribbling, 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 dribbling. And he's looking over there. Dude is cutting across. And I see him just, and right. just boom, LU from half court, like right above half court. I'm like, oh my God, dude. It's like the mindset, the vision on the court was just. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His spatial awareness, what, how he, how he didn't, right. You didn't have to look at anybody else to know where all his teammates were. And, and that was just, I mean, I mean, you guys had such, such a, just well-oiled machine of a team for those years that like they didn't need to really, there wasn't a need for a lot of communication because everybody would just, everybody had a role in every play and they would execute the role in that play exactly the way they needed to. And they didn't have to worry about each, each other, you know, covering for each other. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's just, that was an exceptionally good team. Well, Mikey, I mean, let's get on to championship week this week yeah we can reminisce on the past <laughs> all night long but i mean yeah, it's true we got some good games coming up we got a uh, game right now starting with the acc you know uh, it looks like uh you know davidson took care of bonaventure wait first yeah. took care of syracuse today i think the big 12 is going to be a very interesting tournament i just i'm sorry but i i don't mean to be like all on the Big 12 this year, but it's just going to be a – it's like Oklahoma's playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's favorite in that game. It's like, okay, and then West Virginia goes and beats uh, Texas Tech, who is a team that – Texas Tech was supposed to be, a you know, uh, a top team this year. So it's like, you know, we got a lot of good games. And then, like, tomorrow um, we got Iowa State-Baylor. Iowa State-Baylor. You know, West Virginia-Kansas. And then I forget who uh, – who plays the winner? Uh, who plays for Texas? Um, I think. um, it's the winner of that uh, that okay, okay state game. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I and mean, TCU Kansas State. Ten minutes here, nine thirty, or a couple minutes here. I mean, yeah. man, it's TCU Kansas State ranked game right there. Texas mm-hmm. is probably going to play Oklahoma. Oklahoma is giving Texas trouble all year. Oklahoma's giving t- ranked teams trouble all year. Um, you know, I think you know this. I think it's gonna be tough. I mean, who do you think? Who do you think is gonna win the Big Twelve? That's tough. <laughs> um, that's, that's tough. Um, you know, I think. I think the final is gonna end up being Kansas Baylor. I do. I don't know if that can happen. Can I, I thought? Aren't they the one and two? Or who's the? No. There's Texas. Texas is the two. 
Texas too because they're playing at seven. Right. Um, I don't think they can because I think the win. I think it's the way the bracket goes. It goes simultaneously across. Well, but doesn't that make that would make Baylor the three? You could just look online. Yeah. I'll look online. Uh, yeah. yeah look. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, it's tough because, like, like you said, there's a lot of good teams, and and even unranked, like. I'll never count this Iowa State team out. They've looked. There's been a lot of times they've looked really good. Yeah, they get a few good good games going. I mean, that's a little, you know, that's a team that can just come out and just start, you know, winning games. Po- poach two really good players from Bonas. Side note. Yes. Kansas. They move on in the semis. Okay, so if that's the case, as a semi game. Um, I, I guess I gotta go with Kansas as the favorite. I think I think they'll be able to. I think they'll be able to hold on. I think it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but I think Kansas will make it. Okay, I have Kansas State winning it all. Okay, that's. I mean, that's I, that's a very good choice. Road, they got a good, really good team. Mm-hmm. A solid road to uh, the championship game. Um, I think they can beat Texas or Oklahoma. I think they'll handle TCU. I think Kansas is gonna probably have a tough time in West Virginia. Um, Baylor, like you said, Iowa State can put up a fight, man. But they need Iowa State needs this win. They need 100%, this win. 100%. I think they're on the bubble, but they need this win. Um, let's go to the SEC. We got SEC coming up here, and just you know, uh, you know what's interesting? Hmm. TCU's favored by two points. Yeah. Oh, because they're ranked game. They're ranked team. That's why. Oh, they're both against ranked. Kansas State. Uh, yeah, they're both uh, they're higher ranked. Yeah, they're lower ranked. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and only by it's on the Lions only right now two points for TCU, so it's they think it's going to be a close game. I think but, it'll be a close game. I think honestly, like you know, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, those are those those teams right there are playing for you know between Baylor and Kansas. That's playing mm-hmm. for the seed, right? You know, so the number one seed right now are from what I've seen, is Kansas, UCLA, Baylor, and Alabama. Uh, I think Houston's. I think Baylor's a two. Houston. 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 I knew it was- Houston's the other oh. one. Yeah. Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yep. You're right. So, right now, I mean, it I mean, it could change, right? Like, so if Baylor, Baylor goes and beats Kansas, wins the Big 12, does that take Kansas out of that fight? Like, that's – that's where you see. So it's good. It should be interesting for the for the SEC. Uh, did Jamie's team win? Let's see. I don't know. For those for those unaware, oh. Jamie's team being the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, they get the double buy. They're in a double buy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the four seed, so they don't play. Their double buy games don't start until Friday. That's right, because the Big Twelve SEC Championship. I mean, it should be a very fun weekend of basketball. If you're mm-hmm. If you're a basketball fan, you're out there, and you want to just—if it's a miserable day, even if it's a nice day—you should be sitting at home watching college basketball like this weekend. It's going to be some really good games. I think it's going to be come down to the wire type games. Um, obviously, the teams that should handle business should handle business. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got Virginia Tech right now playing NC State. Um, two good teams right here: twenty-two and nine versus the nineteen and thirteen. Have given Duke, UNC, and uh, you know all these teams trouble all year. I think yeah. they actually beat 
North Carolina. Yes, they did. Recently. So, um, definitely. Hey, Mike, quick hmm. question. So, yes. I know we, we, were, we were talking about back in the past. I know you, I know you just kind of started to get into college basketball, maybe over the last, like, seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, like, kind of your, you know, for, for the NCAA tournament, right? So, like, when it comes down to it, back at, way back when, and this is mm-hmm. something I bring up, way back when there used to be, and I think Shane may know this, is they used to have, you used to have, like, that regular season meant a lot. Right. Is because not everybody made their third conference tournament. Right. So it was like the top 12 teams, and there were 16. The four teams always got left off, right? Do you think college basketball should go back to that type of mindset to make the regular season a little bit more challenging than it already is? The way the landscape of college basketball looks right now, I would say no. Simply because, as we've said a thousand times, there's so many good teams. Yeah. But I feel like if you chop off, like, for example, the Big 12 this year, if you chop off the bottom even two, three teams, you might be losing two or three good teams that could shock. And tomorrow on the show, we actually have a topic that kind of talks about those types of shocking teams. But, yeah, I think at this point – now, if you would ask me this question back in college, right, uh-huh. when – for the most part, even the ACC tournament, you know, your Boston colleges and your Wake Forest and stuff like that, were kind of getting left in the dust at that point. Like they'd have an opening round game where they'd get beat by like 20 or 30 Uh by somebody. If you would ask me then I may have had a different answer. Honestly, I may have said, yeah, we can cut, we can cut off some of these, like the bottom two teams every year. But now with the transfer portal and and how guys are moving around and how recruiting has changed as far as like, you know, pipelines being wider, I would say pipelines are wider than ever Uh as far as there's not necessarily pipelines anymore. Uh Yeah, I I, I think I don't think for the sake of product of the product for the NCAA, I don't think cutting off the teams would be um, as productive as it may have been a few years ago. So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. There were some years where Syracuse, there were a couple of years where Syracuse just had a down year and they were on the, they were on the bubble of that. And it was like, ah, we're going to make the Big East tournament. Right. Hope we make the Big East tournament. And like, uh, when they expanded it, it was a money play, right? So here's mm-hmm. my, so, and Pat and I had this conversation. For guys like me who are work from home, the capability of turning on a TV and watching our favorite team play during the day, you know, it does lose some fandom shit. And if you really wanted to go to those games, you literally got to take a whole week off of work. You know, so you got to take a whole week off of work. You know, that's where I come in to think that. But, you know, I love this time of the year. You know, I think my favorite thing to do, though, is like, and I'm a little I'm a little biased because, you know, we got to experience you and I got to experience a conference tournament. Um, you know, for everyone that's not that just doesn't know, Mike and I used to be uh, the beat writers for St. Bonaventure Bonnie's. Yep. And uh, what came with that is us going to these big arenas, doing media days, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, um, going to different, you know, arenas all across. And it was so cool, you know, and that was something that, you know, we got out of school from Tuesday to whenever the team got eliminated, you right. know, what that might be. But, you know, um, that's the other thing. It kind of gives you some time to really be a professional as a school journalist and get you some professional uh takes and stuff and mm-hmm. 
get to go sit at the post, you sit and watch the media, watch them talk to people, you know, hopefully uh, any of the conference tournaments that tune into this show ever, um, we are definitely wanting to go back to a conference tournament. So cover it for the show. So got to get our viewers up. Let's get these viewers up and let's get to these conference tournaments. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you with that. You know, I think that's, uh, uh, I think the way that the college landscape is, we haven't seen it yet, right? We haven't seen a team since UConn. UConn if you remember UConn, when they won the national championship with Kemba Walker, they were not a tournament team at all. If you go back and look at the record, I think they had like 15 or 16 losses. Mm-hmm. They were not a tournament team, and they went and won the Big East tournament with Kemba. Cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba. They went and just rolled everyone in the Big East. They actually played Syracuse, beat Syracuse, beat everybody. And then went to um, the NCAA tournament just rolled right through them. So we haven't seen a team like that in a long time, in my opinion. I don't think in a team that's been that far back. Because remember, they played four days, you know. So yeah. they're probably – I think there was at 1.16 teams in the Big East. I think they were, they were like 14 or 13th seed. Mm-hmm. They went from that seed all the way to the Big East Championship game. Yeah, no, I mean, they. I, I remember people like wondering whether, like, they when they were going to run out of gas. When, you know, Kemba wasn't going to be enough to help to, to push them through. And then it just like never, it just never happened. No. They just kept going and going and, and going. And that's another reason why, like, the name, the nickname Cardiac Kemba really sticks for him, not only because of, like, the clutch shots and, and you know, you know, being able to calm his heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, man, he just keeps pumping and pumping and pumping. Like, he's just – he just kept them going. He yeah. was an engine. He was an engine that year. Yeah, I mean, he was just averaging almost over 30 points a game. He was just – he was literally their their, uh, but the team was good too, right? The team should have been better than what it was. And I'll look that up. I'm gonna look that up. Kemba Walker won. But I mean, you know, I mean, I think you know they won 11 games in 27 days. Yeah, every 23 and a half points per game. But that's what I'm saying is like they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't have that um, they don't have that anymore. We don't have a team of that sorts that would no. been, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, that in that position where you have to win four straight days, right? right. That's the way you look at it, right? You look at it, okay, four straight days. Let's win four straight days and we're, we're in the tournament. And a lot of teams don't look at it like that. They're like, like oh, I'm done. You have to win. You have to a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, you guys should know more than anything. You guys uh, are a, you guys were on a tournament team last year. You guys became one because of what you did in the ACC tournament. I, like, right, that didn't, that's not the only one. Uh, but, um, you know, that's, in my opinion, that's the reason why you guys, you know, made it to the NCAA tournament because of how far you went in the, uh, you know, conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, there was, I think they were on bubble watch going into the tournament, and it was, they were like part of like the last four out or the next four out uh-huh. or something like that. And yeah, they, they just, I mean, they played their best ball when they needed to. Uh-huh. And then they made the national championship game. Right. And I don't say that just cause I'm a, like, I don't say that cause I'm a North Carolina fan. Oh yeah. We won the, 
you know, we went to the national championship game. Like, you can you can attest to this because I talk. I used I we would talk about it all the time. I did not think they were that good. Yeah. Like I was like I. Like I remember you were like you guys were like man Mike you got your boys are going on a little bit of a run and I'm like yeah I know I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I was waiting for the other two to drop, and that wasn't like I was staying positive and like okay we can win these games but it's like okay like eventually you know again you're gonna run out of gas like they're pushed on like baycott hurts his ankle every game during the tournament and i'm like okay this is it no okay well geez brady manic all of a sudden hit four threes in a row and like all right man we okay brady got kicked out against baylor armando's nursing his ankle like all right this baylor team's really good and somehow they just – I mean, it goes back to that that common term you hear during March Madness, survive in advance. Yeah, I mean, they just made it. Like, and ran, they ran into a very, very good Kansas team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, but they were also up 20 on that really good Kansas team. I know. Um, yeah, then okay. I had to go to work, and when I got to work, they were down by 10. You know, and, and I'm sorry, that, that team was 21-9. and nine. But at that time in college basketball, you know, that was okay. That was a good record now, right? That's a good record now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't – they had to play five games at the Big East Tournament, right, to get there. Uh, the St. Saint, Saint Joe's team. Yeah, that was a good team. Hey, West and Jameer Nelson, yeah, that was fun to watch. I agree. And then Kemba crossed that big good dude guy from a pit up so bad he <laughs> – it was such a sick play, man. He like made him like the dude's still falling at this point. So, um, but for everyone that's listening, um, we do have a new social platform. We are on TikTok, Pod Podcast. Um, so tune in to, uh, there, uh, share our stuff. I don't know how that really works, but share our stuff. <laughs> and, uh, take a look and make it happen. We'll be posting some uh, uh, cool tickum tockums, as I always say. So, um, and of course, single single squad podcast on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and then you can find us on Spotify, iHeart, and Apple Music. So, don't forget to go subscribe, share that to all your friends, family, neighbors, dogs, cats, the random people you see on a street corner. Just shout it. Just start shouting it. Single squad. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah. then they'll wonder what it is, and they'll go look it up, and then they'll find us. So we will be on tomorrow. We will. Um, 8.45 Eastern. Um, so still tune in tomorrow. The um, We are going to be on live uh, here. Hopefully I can get everything to work here <laughs> uh, here in the next day or so. But um, we're going to be live you know, uh, tomorrow night with all the guys on here. Mm-hmm. Anthony, the reason why the guys, you know, this was the last minute, Mike and I, thing we told them. But, you know, it's too last minute for them. So. Um, no worries on their end, but um, Mike, any last final thoughts before we take this off the air? Um, just that thank you, everybody that, that tuned in and watched and watches going forward. We appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, definitely watch the uh, normal episode will be tomorrow, 845 as usual. It's going to be a great show. We got a good one planned. Um, and I'm excited for college basketball. Oh, and no, Anthony, I, uh, I do not think Stefan Diggs is leaving the Bills. Yeah, Anthony, sorry about that. Just saw your comments. We're on a basketball kick right now. We're on a basketball kick right now. I'll answer that. I'll answer that. Hey, Anthony, I'll answer that question tomorrow, okay? Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great rest of your night. Thanks for tuning in this Wednesday night special. Enjoy the rest of college basketball. It's going to be nuts. It's 
Madness, baby. See you guys tomorrow. Go Heels, please.